0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward
1: slash donate to make a difference today. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie cutler Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And I've got a returning guest. The amazing Nolene Lovingson has been on my show before. And today she's back. Last time we were talking about personality profiling and such. And this time she's back. Today we're talking about empowering moms and families using homeopathy as a first aid for kids. Welcome back, Nolene. Hi. So great to be Zooming with you all the way from Tipuqi in the North Island. For those of you that don't know Nolene, she is an acute prescribing homeopath, passionate about teaching moms how to use homeopathy for their children. Nolene has been using homeopathy for her own family for the past 30 years. She has many strings to her bow, but all the strings have the common theme of empowering others to take care of themselves in order to thrive love that. Nolene confesses that she is a born teacher and just loves to share her knowledge on a myriad of subjects to assist others in their journey through life. When living in South Africa, she studied homeopathy for four years and homeotoxicology for another four years. She was unable to sit the exam for both qualifications as they were add-on courses for doctors and dentists. But when her own daughter was very ill, she sought out the care of a homeopath in Auckland who encouraged her to get a certificate herself, which she did and focused her attention on pregnancy, birth, babies, and children. She had worked with children and in pregnancy and postpartum arena in her sound therapy for many years, so adding the homeopathy to the mix worked really well. I'm so happy to hear about that. Number one, I love kids and babies. I don't know if everyone knows this about me. They know I love business. They know I love truth and freedom. I love kids and babies. I have a massive place in my heart for them and like taking care of them and all the things. Um, It's not something I actually do in my job or business, but I just love hearing about it and helping other people to do that. So today I'm happy to share your wisdom with our audience because if we can empower moms and families to look after their own and not just rely on the system, then yay, everyone's a winner. So can you start off telling us some of the basic foundations? What is homeopathy? How does it work?
0: Okay. So the premise of homeopathy is like cures like. So we're using um, a picture of how the person is demonstrating their, their illness and matching it to a remedy that actually produces those symptoms. So if I can give you an example of this, if I um, get sick, I will sneeze. You, when you get sick, and you might get the exact same illness as me, but you get a sore throat. Um, when I um, get ill, I might feel very weepy and sad and I want company. That's a sp- specific remedy. So um, homeopathy is not treating an illness. It's treating how you actually present the illness, and each of us present differently. So, for example, if a baby is teething, um, it might become really grumpy and angry and biting and hitting, and and that's a specific remedy, believe it or not. And then there are other babies who have the same teething, but they become weepy and whining, and that's a different remedy. So we treat. We're using like curing like and we're looking for a picture we're not really looking for the disease so i don't need to know that you've got a specific flu i need to know what your symptoms are how are you presenting that and that's how homeopathy works
1: and it makes total sense like that what you just explained it's like yeah that makes sense rather than going for this you need that it's like no how is it presenting in your individual unique body correct
0: correct And this is why teaching from an acute point of view is so important because um, it is (laughs) children get sick in the middle of the night. This is the one thing I and everybody's had children. We all know 11 o'clock at night, suddenly the crying starts and then you kind of don't know what the heck to do. Um, And you can't phone your homeopath at 11 o'clock at night. So it, it when you teach somebody how to use this information they have their own kit with them and i teach them how to muscle check you know a a kinesiology muscle checking i teach them how to do that so that because sometimes some of the remedies look similar some of your fever remedies look really similar and then you go oh is it aconite is it belladonna i don't know and so if you can muscle check particularly when you're in a panic and the baby is crying it's tricky If you know how to muscle check, then you can work out this is the right remedy. And the beauty about homeopathy is when you get it right, it works in a flash. The problem is people lose faith in homeopathy because they've used the wrong remedy. Mm. And the thing about a chronic homeopath versus an acute homeopath is a chronic homeopath is looking at long-term problems, whereas an acute homeopath is looking at stuff that's just coming up in that moment. And the thing about an acute thing is that we change. Your acute flus and colds change within a few hours. Well, I had a sore throat, but now my eyes are burning and running. And so you have to have the remedies in order to go through the illness. And basically what the the remedy does is it winds it back to the beginning. So, you know, it will clear the eyes and then the sore throat is back. So now we go to the sore throat and then we wind our way back out of the illness. So... Acute homeopathy, and I learned this my the, the hard way myself. I, I took my little boy when he was six months old. I didn't know he had pneumonia, and I took him off to my chronic homeopath. I drove an hour out of town to go and see him from Johannesburg to Pretoria. And he saw me at 7:30 in the morning and said to said to me, Oh, here is a remedy. And at the point at that point I really didn't understand what I was doing. Um and I took the remedy, and of course. Within a couple of hours, that remedy was no longer valid. But I didn't know this. And so we really, really struggled with him. And I really did nearly lose him at that point. It was the one and only time he's ever had an antibiotic because he really was close to death. And, uh, you know, you're not foolish at that point. You have to do something at that point and then you pull in the big guns. But he is now 22 and has never had an antibiotic since. Mm. so that was the one and only time but the point is that i learned obviously through a whole lot of courses and doing all the work that i did that um oh that this wasn't the way and i found an acute homeopath to help me um i must say i had an advantage because they did dark field blood analysis every single time i took him so they could see exactly what was going on in the blood so that helped me And it helped me for him because he happened to be a very, very sick child. But using the homeopathy was miraculous. And I I found that the muscle checking was brilliant. So I'm using my own uh, experience of life. And I want to teach others how to do this because it's such a wonderful thing. Children are going to teeth. Babies are going to teeth. No, this is something that's just going to happen. They're not sick. Yes, they throw fevers during this time. Yes, they can get diarrhea. Yes, they get grumpy. But it's all really easy to to assist
1: with. We're not fixing it, but we can assist with it beautifully. Exactly. Yeah. Assisting the body to heal. In a moment, I would love to go through um, a list of whatever you've got ready to go. And I've got a few questions, injuries, ailments, and emotions and specific things that can help. A few more foundations before we do that. You've mentioned a few times muscle checking, or I think it's called muscle testing sometimes. I don't know if that's the same thing. Can you explain to my audience? Definitely, I've had previous guests who have talked about this, so it's not new, absolutely. But for some people that it is new to, can you give a brief exact, um, just description of what that is?
0: Okay, so this is a little bit tricky to explain, but you're right, muscle testing and muscle checking is exactly the same thing. There are a number of ways in order to accomplish this. Um, but the premise is that you are checking the unconscious for the information because the body knows what it needs. And I mean, I could ask you, Natalie, do you need this? You can't answer me, but I can muscle check your body and your body will know. Um, checking to see if if the, the muscle actually holds. If it's positive, and the muscle releases when it's not positive, so so I can now check. I apologize for my dog barking every now and again, but I but you can then check to see what the person actually needs. And in fact, I've taught my son how to do this. But when he was little, um, uh, and we were walking through Countdown, and he looked at the Nutella bottle and he said, "Oh, I want Nutella," and I said, "Okay." Let's see if your body likes it. So I got him to hold it. And in the middle of countdown, I muscle checked him and his body said no. And he didn't even answer. He just put it straight back on the shelf. Mm. It wasn't me saying no. It was him saying no. So that was my greatest uh, achievement in muscle checking. But it, it's it, there are many ways to do it. You can I can't really show you because we're on a radio show, but there are lots of different ways to accomplish it. And you're checking the unconscious. The unconscious actually knows the information.
1: Yeah. And in the past, I did have a guest and she talked about Louisa Havers and she talked about you standing upright and sometimes your body will lean either forward or back. Other people will do it with have holding their arms straight out and see, and then you push down on it or you can do the fingers. There's a few different ways to do it. Thank you for that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about oh, yes, homeopathy. Is it drops under the tongue? Is it pills? Like, are they little? I think they're tiny little white tablets. Let me let us know.
0: Okay. So, yes, I, um, for babies, I use the pillules because the um, liquid is actually preserved in alcohol. And so I don't obviously give that to babies. That's a good tip. Yeah. But obviously older children can take the, take the liquid. But pillules are nice and easy and they just dissolve under the tongue. It's a little bit of a lactose, a uh, little ball of lactose. And and the medicine is actually on the outside of the little, little pillule. And so you don't want to touch it. So you teach, this is the other thing that you want to do. Is you want to teach people, you don't hold homeopathy. You put it into a little teaspoon. You put it in your baby's mouth. It dissolves. It's easy as pie. Um. So so you don't, yeah.
1: Those two things are such invaluable tips because some people wouldn't realize that about the alcohol or they wouldn't realize that even holding it in your fingers, your, your sweat or your whatever, dirt on your hands. No, you need to go straight from the bottle onto a spoon and into the mouth. Got it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: What are some things that we can have handy? Um, Because I guess the idea is we have some of these things handy or we like in terms of making up a first aid kit. So I'm thinking, what are some common things? Cuts and scrapes, bumps and bruises, concussions, fever, earaches. Can you give us some specific this for that? Okay,
0: I'm going to. I'm just going to say something initially before. Or symptoms,
1: or you can focus on the symptoms. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So what I'm going to do is I just want to explain to you that, each, that homeopathy has something called a potency. So you've got either 30C or 200C or a 1M. And for an acute homeopath, we use mainly 30C. We sometimes use 200, but mainly 30. And the reason is because we want to actually deal with symptoms that are happening in the body. As we go higher up in potency and homeopathy, we tend to look at more chronic problems and we look more at things that are deeply set in ourselves. It can also be on the intensity of the issue that's happening. But for my work, I'm looking at lower potencies. So I'm going to suggest that you look at a 30C for dealing with these things. So let's do, deal with one that's really nice and easy to look at, and that's colic. Babies have colic, and it's it, it's so distressing because you can hear them crying. You can see they're uncomfortable, and there are some Fabulous remedies for that. So our first remedy is MAGFOS. Every mother on the planet needs to have MAGFOS. MAGFOS 30. And it is the most, first of all, it's it's your pain reliever. So it isn't so much looking at a specific kind of colic. It's more generalized for pain. MAGFOS is your pain remedy. I had one mum come to see me, and her baby was very, very distressed. He was eight weeks old, and and um for one reason or another, she hadn't managed to breastfeed him and he was struggling with the formula. And we could just see he was really in a bad way. And she was alone, she the crying was driving her mad. And um her husband was at work and she was really struggling. So we she came, she brought the baby to see me. We gave him a little bit of magfoss. Within five seconds, he was calm. She did not leave this house without having some, taking it with her. Mm-hmm. The moment it was looking like it was going to run out, she got more. So it is a marvelous remedy to have on hand.
1: Mag-foss. Mag-foss, Mag Foss. Marvelous Mag Foss 30. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so then the other thing is that we now look at different kinds of colic. So there's one colic where the legs pull up, and there's another remedy for that. So that's uh, that one. There is a remedy. And then there's another remedy for when babies pull out. So Now we're getting more specific. Mm. So now we'd have to say, when your baby is having colic, can you tell me what it looks like? And then we would have to match. Um, And the remedies are chamomilla, there's colic. There are different remedies, and it depends on what the baby's doing. So that one isn't so easy just to say, all remedies. The next one that's in the, the kit that is essential is called aconite. Aconite 30C is something that every single mother should have. This remedy can be used um, in a preventive, in a preventative way. So for example, you've got caught in a wind, a cold wind that you weren't expecting and the baby got a little bit of a chill. If you immediately use aconite, you will stop the baby from getting sick. So it's a it's a remedy that is sensitive to cold wind, but it is also a remedy that deals with fevers. So that's a marvellous remedy to have in one's kit. It is just the best remedy to have. So sorry about the dog. Then our next remedy that is essential is belladonna. And belladonna is a, another fever remedy. And it's one that we, I've treated children who've had um, sunstroke, um, children who obviously have fevers, um, This is a big remedy when it comes to teething. And the child looks red and hot and radiating heat Mm. and uh, high temperature. Belladonna is magical for that. And then we come to all the remedies that some people are actually familiar with, like Arnica. Yes. Because Arnica is your, your number one remedy. As I said before, it's for pain, but it's also for bruising. And can also, believe it or not, be used unbelievably effectively for concussion. So that might be a little bit more on your chronic side, depending on how long the concussion has been. So that's a little bit more tricky. But definitely, if uh, any knocks, bruises, um, not open wounds, Arnica. Now, one of the things I want to say about Arnica, I was talking to somebody. They were asking me what it is that I do for a living. And I was telling them, and they went, oh, I use Arnica. And it can be misused. So please, if you're going to use it as an adult, please don't take it before you go to the dentist. That is a bad idea because you're, you're increasing the blood flow, and this is not a good time to be increasing the blood flow.
1: Now, Anna, is a cream, is it a cream that you would rub on topically? You can.
0: You absolutely can. It can be in a cream, but it can be in a liquid, and it can okay. be in pillules, and certainly, so, so you can use it like that, but certainly post-operatively, don't use it pre-operatively. Um, it's not, that's not a good idea. Good tip. Um, but certainly, um, post- yes. Uh, when my son played hockey, we used to always give him arnica after every match because you absolutely needed to recover. So arnica is the m- most magical, magical remedy. The next one is also magical is Hypericum and Hypericum is something that every mother should have in her cupboard because it's a nerve pain. So let's see for children who get their fingers jammed in the door or for tooth pain, nerve pain, hypericum is fantastic. So it's for any time that you've hurt your nerves in any way. So it's mm.
1: those fingers jammed in the in the door. I, I did that. My, my finger was like hanging by a thread, my, the <gasps> top of my finger <laughs> when I was little. We had these stained glass windows like a paneling along the side of our front door. This is in Canada and Toronto. And my sisters and I were playing kind of this peekaboo type game, you know, looking through the. Anyway, it did not end well. (laughs) No, it did end well. I'm totally fine. But yes, that was, I hear you. That would have been handy at the time. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. So, so that's your Hypericum. Um, Gosh, there are so many remedies for coughs, for mucus that is yellow, there's mucus that is white, there's you know, there's runny tummies, there are so is it different, remedies. Rem-
1: different remedies for the different types of mucus, yeah? Yes,
0: exactly yeah. right. Okay. So again, we're gonna look, but we're also looking at how the child is presenting in terms of mood. Because the remedy where the child is whiny and clingy and needy. That's one remedy. And then we check to see, okay, and the mucus is also yellow. Yes. And the it's running down the back. You know, as we look at all the different parts of the picture, but that mood helps us understand which is the right remedy.
1: You know, this is the thing, Nolene, that just baffles me about modern day medicine, quote unquote, right? Allopathic medicine is they would never look at like the mood of the child. I mean, they might look at the snot and go, oh, it's clear. They're not, infection you know or it's green now they're in the effect, affected stage or whatever it's contagious um but they would never look at it so in so specifically and in, it's just there's so such a gap in knowledge and i'm really looking forward to in 2024 and beyond is that integration of allopathic with with holistic health that is so needed i just had to have that quick side rant
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and this is the beauty of it because we're treating the whole person We are not treating an illness. We are treating the whole person. Um, And and this goes for everything. I mean, even teething babies. There are teething Mm. babies who are weepy and whiny and crying and clingy. But there are teething babies who are hitting out. Um, And those babies will sometimes just have one red dot on a cheek. And we go, Mm. oh, yeah, chamomile. Here we go. And we pop Mm. it in and it's calm. (laughs) So the beauty is that it works really fast. But... The thing is that this is really for mums who want to take responsibility. It does take work. It isn't, um, you know, it it is something that you actually need to pay attention to. And if you're one of those mums, then this is heaven for you because this is just brilliant because you're going to have a whole lot less trouble in the end if you start this way.
1: I think also as as a mom and I don't know if my audience knows this but I started off as a parenting author. So before I came a business owner, I was a podcaster and an author in the realm of parenting. So that's why I say I love I love kids and and it was also about the marriage and the relationship. But I think for me as a mom of, you know, three kids under the age of 5 It would be super important to take notes on the symptoms of the child because sometimes you think, oh, they're feeling really hot now. How long have they been hot and feverish? Oh, I don't know. Two hours. But meanwhile, it was six hours. So like taking notes. Do you advise that so that we can really notice the different changes in those symptoms?
0: Absolutely. And part of the education process is to train people to start paying attention. So my clients will call me and they'll say, they'll start rattling it off. And I'm like, yay, you understood what it is I'm trying to tell you. Because I'm going to ask you, when did the when did it start? Did anything happen beforehand? Mm. Um, what makes it better? What makes it worse? Um, you know, so yeah, you're drinking warm things really makes it better. Yay, that helps me. Um, you know, they're they're worse at five o'clock in the afternoon. Great, that helps me. Because each weird thing that happens, that helps me work out which is the right remedy. And and really for mums. Um, Honestly, this, and I know because I did this myself with my two children, it really makes your life so much easier. And you know, we will get caught in a, in a cold windstorm. Honestly, that those children didn't even have to sneeze; they got aconite as they walked in the door, mm-hmm. along with all the adults too, and they didn't they didn't get sick. You know so it it really is a way of prevention, but also to help assist through the process of growing up, because of course we're going to have this process anyway
1: Mm. um so you can be proactive and you can also be reactive depending the other thing i love about this it's so specific what most people would do and most doctors would prescribe for sure would be like panadol panadol all day long or pamol as they call it yeah for kids yeah
0: yeah okay so this is true um and so you know panadol and pamol are very very hard on the liver Mm. So it's it's definitely not a route I would go. Um it, yeah, it's just it's just not a route I would Well, go. that's what I'm loving so, about this.
1: It gives women, you know, it gives moms and dads other options that are not just Pamol is because it's just the go-to, but it actually has these side effects that people don't realize and if you take too much or too often, yeah.
0: So another thing about babies is that some moms are keen on doing the sleep training and only feeding them at certain times, that's also incredibly um, destructive. I'm not saying that all sleep training is bad. At a certain age, sleep training might be appropriate, sort of after eight months old. Um, and And if your baby responds to it really quickly, then it was right. If it's really not the case, I had a baby who didn't sleep, and we tried the allopathic remedy, and it was a disaster. My son just went more crazy. So it was, um, it really didn't work for us. We had to go back to, to square one and go, okay, well, this is what we've got. Let's let's go slowly through the homeopathy
1: and so we can get it right, which we did. Yeah. but I find it, that, yeah. you know what I find so fascinating is then when the children grow up and you start to see their personalities develop more. I had one that we did sleep training with and honestly, it was like so easy. He just straight away was like, meh, you know whatever and then now he's 15 and he's so Meh, like whatever you know it's not just he's a teenager he's just easy breezy whatever just go with the flow kind of guy and then my other guy my youngest oh my goodness we tried sleep training so stubborn didn't work it was so stressful so i agree with you it's like that's not a route to persevere on you know and now he's 12 and i'm like oh yeah there it is so stubborn knows his own mind like you cannot <laughs> be convinced it's like yep okay <laughs> it's so funny
0: Absolutely. So one size doesn't fit all. So one has to really be careful. And also the, the one mama I came across was trying to sleep, not sleep train, but she was trying to feed her child every four hours and wake the child after eating. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't wake a sleepy baby. And and there's going to be a time where there's going to be a, a burst of growth and that baby's going to want to eat all day.
1: Mm.
0: Never mind every four hours. So you know it's about learning about how this process of development goes i think part of the education is about what's going to happen how can we how can we help that baby and child to grow into a, a balanced happy content not
1: tortured individual mm. Looking for the signs and the symptoms, starting to read read them and taking notes on them, and then that's what we want to do anyway with people as they grow older. We want to notice the signs and the symptoms, not just when they say, "Oh, I'm fine, everything's great." Well, you don't always, you know, that's not actually the truth. So, <clears throat> learning how to read people is so good. Thank you. What else? What else is in the first aid kit? Um,
0: there are a couple of other remedies. The one that I like to put in there is thalsettella. Pulsatilla is a, a lovely remedy for that yellow, green, snotty nose, <laughs> but that's a very clingy child, a child who really wants attention. And the way you know about that it's the right remedy is that the the, the illness changes really fast. And pulsatilla is a flower that grows in amongst a lot of other flowers together, and they and they move together in the wind. And you can see by the picture of the actual flower, how the person's going to, to um, be in that illness. Um, because it's a flower that likes company, so they're lots all together. Mm. And they move together in the wind. And they're so changeable. And so, of course, those are the are the things, the elements that you see in the illness. The lots of changeability and they're yellow, and so it's yellow mucus. Another one is called merc Soul. We're looking at mercury um, and... That, again, that's going to be another set of remedies, but that's often for sore throats um, and sore ears. It's usually a really
1: good ear infection remedy. Yeah, because that's common, isn't it? Where it yeah, looks for my ear boy.
0: infections are really common. And one of the things that I used to see that used to happen with children is that, that through actually having allergies to different foodstuffs, um, they would have this constant mucus issue in the sinuses, which would then lead to ear infections in the mm-hmm. ear. So instead of looking at diet, what's going on? Because we know the liver detoxes through the sinuses and through the gut, and so when we when we, and the skin, and so when we see those things are happening, we've got to say to ourselves, "Hang on a second, the, the liver is trying trying to detox something. Let's see what's going on. What could it be? Could it be the formula? Could it be something else? Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what it is, um, it could be something that you're eating, and if you're breastfeeding, and the baby is reacting to that." But then those ear infections and then there's grommets. Sorry, you want to say something?
1: Well, no, I'm just thinking there's there's so much to know. There's so much to cover. Um, for those people that are listening and thinking, oh my gosh, where can I get this first aid kit? Or, oh my gosh, can I just talk to Nolene one-on-one because I can't keep track or I want to ask her a specific question. Do you do that?
0: Yes, do you... I do do one-on-ones. I do. Okay. Um, But I I try to empower people. I'd, I'd rather that they actually learn the information. yeah. And so that they could take care of themselves. I mean, I'm always there for um, help. <laughs> I, well, one client who did so well with me with her little girl has now decided to become a homoeopath <laughs> <laughs> and a cute like, prescribed her. But it's uh, yeah, it's it is about um, empowering moms. I really, yeah. but I am here one on one, and I'm I'm
1: always happy to help. Absolutely. Okay. And the second part of that question is, do you actually sell these first aid kits or is it more a matter of people just going to their local health shop and and picking up a few things?
0: I do sell the kits and um, I work with another homeopath who's a chronic homeopath um, and she's also a doula. So it's a nice combination between the two of us. And um, she helps me make up the kits for mums. So it's 40 remedies, 42 remedies, I think, which is a really nice, substantial kit. But yeah. that doesn't stop you from going out and with getting, some instructions, yes. Oh, yeah. Good. Of um, but it doesn't stop you going out and getting, um, you know, Arnica, Hypericum, mm-hmm. in at home to start with. It, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. But it's really learning how to use that. Otherwise, it's just going to sit on the shelf. If you don't understand how to use it, because there's a frequency of how many times you use a remedy, yes. this is something that's really important. If you overuse a remedy, you actually prove it. And what that means is that you can create the symptoms that it's designed to cure. So or let's not use the word cure, it's designed to assist. Mm-hmm. So if we, um, for example, we use the, the remedy arsenicum, which is arsenic, okay? Um, and this is wonderful for sneezing and allergies and food poisoning. Um, but if you give too much of that remedy, you actually create the symptoms that you're trying to fix. So it, understanding how to use home, homeopathy is essential. Yes. That's why I'm trying to use it as a teaching aid and a, and a course that you can join. And it's a dead easy course. It takes six weeks. It's two hour modules over six weeks. And it really is, it's, it gives you the grounding that you need. Mm. It might not give you every answer. But it's accompanied by a book by Marinda Castro. It's called Homeopathy for Mother and Baby. And she writes it so beautifully. The explanations are outstanding. And um, and you need to learn how to use that book. And that's available, I think, on Amazon. And it's available from the Homeopathy Society here in New Zealand. Um, but it is just the most wonderful book. But learning how to use it is really essential.
1: Amazing. So I'm going to ask the question, which is... Um, how can people connect with you if they just want to follow you online or if they want to purchase this kit or the course, how can they do that?
0: Super. They can go to my website, which is family focus, family-focus.co.nz. And um, they can reach me there. Every, all my contact details are there. And the course details are there as well. It's, it can be done online. Um, so it doesn't. We, it can be done all the way through New Zealand. It doesn't have to be just where I live.
1: Okay. And is it DIY, which means um do it yourself so they can do it self-paced learning or is it a set time with meetings
0: Yeah well if we get a class together then we when then because there was one group of friends that wanted to do it they they had they came together each week Yeah so but it doesn't have to be it can be self you know can be done as and when you need it
1: Cool. Okay, get your coffee groups together, ladies, if you want to, or dads, of course. I keep saying moms, but this is for moms or dads, anyone who wants to be empowered with this natural health and all about um homeopathy and first aid kit first aid for kids. Uh Nolene, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today?
0: Um, this is a bit of a controversial thing I'd like to say. And um I would like moms to please go out and buy um a small bottle of dandelion. It's made with the, the root and the um, leaves. And that really is for, I know it's going to be controversial, but that's for shedding. And we'd like to protect our children, for those who didn't have the choice and needed to, to, to take the jabs, to really look after the children. And the dandelion is so wonderful. It supports the liver. It helps the body to to get rid of the, the spike protein. And it's just something that really every single household should really have if you want to know where to get it please email me i'll let you know um but it's not expensive and it's just something that every every single family should have so it's it's dandelion so that's the only thing i wanted to add in
1: i'm gonna go get some thank you for that (laughs) amazing thank you nolene for joining us today thank you very much for having me and thank you everyone for listening
0: thank you for tuning in to rcr reality check radio If you like what you're listening to, or dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.